Welcome everyone to Breaking Big Blue. I'm your host, Jordan Ron on ESPN, ESPN.com, Giants Reporter. We're here with the organizational overview episode. And you know, it really sucks that we have to do the organizational overview with like basically another month left of the season. And this is where we're going at this point. Uh, we're going to talk to Chris Canty, who has some strong opinions on the direction the Giants should go. And he provides a reason that you cannot bring back Joe Judge. So that'll be interesting to hear. Also, I'll do a little Jordan on the beat at the end. Uh, let's go into detail about a little Giants beat, at least part of the Giants beat. Uh, game of horse, the basketball skills of the Giants beat. Uh, you'll be surprised who actually dominated the horse competition that existed. So we'll get to that later. In the meantime, the topic of conversation, I think that's most relevant at this time, is what do the Giants do to get back on track in regards to the key pieces of the organization? We know Dave Gettleman is a goner, right? Uh, that is all but a done deal pretty much at this point. You're hearing people around the league, uh, the Giants, while not talking to candidates, you can't do that at this point uh, when you still have someone in the job. They have done some work under the surface to identify candidates. So we'll get into specific names moving forward. But you keep hearing more and more about that, about guys who are going to be uh, among the interview process. And the fact that it's people outside the giant circle, some of the names I'm hearing, I think that'll uh, appease the masses a little bit. The fact that, hey, they're not, they're unlikely at least to go back to the in-house route because at this point, can you, can you really do that? And then you go to Joe Judge, right? The head coach. It hasn't been a good two years, but they went six. He's won 10 games, 10 and 19 so far. There have been some things this year that people have not liked, the ultra-conservative approach. Uh, definitely something I look at, uh, I'm pretty diametrically opposed to philosophically in, in, in regards to that. Uh, but I also look at it and say, all right, the Giants organization was super high on Joe Judge and the way he operates at the beginning of the year. Even halfway through this season, they were fully invested in him and they thought his approach, his long-term view of the situation was the way to go. And I know for a fact, ownership and John Mayer in particular, look at it and say, we, and they've, they've admitted to this. They've told people, I mean, I think John Mayer was, was even did it on record, that one of his regrets is cutting it off on Ben and Ben McAdoo so quickly. Like when things went wrong, to be so quick to just say, all right, this is the, this, we need to move on and move to a different guy. Remember, Ben McAdoo went 11 and five his first year, okay? Maybe he wasn't such a dope because they haven't gotten close to that since. Not even close. So one bad season, everything goes to, you know, into shambles and they decided to move on. So John Mara looked at that, looks at that now and says that was a mistake. So now he wants to go the distance with the with Joe Judge. So he can look back on it and say, look, we didn't make that same mistake. We did not pull the plug too early. Now, the reason you could look at it and make that argument is that the team the Giants are putting on the field right now is pretty awful. I mean, it's bad. It's just bad. Like, personnel-wise, nothing has worked out for them. Like, nothing that Dave Gettleman did before Joe Judge came in has basically worked out, right? 
you could go from Nate Solder to Saquon Barkley to Daniel Jones, O'Shane Zimenez, Lorenzo Carter, Will Hernandez. I mean, top to bottom. Just been total flops. Now, the last two years with Judge there, there's been some hits and some misses. So a little bit better, still not great. So you say, we need a new personnel guy in in here because the talent level from top to bottom of the roster is still not even close to good enough. I mean, the offensive line they're playing with is the worst that I've seen since I've been here. And they have no pass rushers. I mean, those are like two of the premium, premium positions in this league. Offensive line, edge rushers. And they are completely bare at those positions. Every time they play a good quarterback, what happens? Shreds them. Is that once or twice a year the Giants have success against a good quarterback? Last year it was Russell Wilson in Seattle. This year it was Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes. They did a pretty good job against him. But, I mean, overall, talent-wise, you say, what is Joe Judge worth? Like, if Bill Belichick, who Joe Judge, I understand. He's not even in the same category, in the same breath. I know he came from that tree. If Bill Belichick was coaching this Giants team right now this year, they're still a losing team. Bill Belichick struggled last year with the Patriots team that was still better than the team the, Gi- the Giants are putting on the field this year. Still better, significantly, talent-wise. So, and everything you hear, you know, I haven't heard anything that would seem to indicate ownership wants to move on from Joe Judge after this year. So if you ask me, the likelihood is they're going to keep Joe Judge bring in a new personnel guy, try and give, make it so that everybody's on the same page from top to bottom, from ownership to the personnel side, to the coaches, down to the scouts are all kind of on the same page aligned. Now, if that general manager wants to bring in a different coach after a year or two, they need to give him that power if that's the way they're going to go. Otherwise, It's going to be another unmitigated disaster, total disaster. Other things I've been hearing, I mean, I know people are calling for Jake Fromm. Uh, I've seen it with my own eyes. I've talked to people in the organization. Jake Fromm is not going to make you feel much better. As a matter of fact, I think you'll watch Jake Fromm and you'll quickly be like, okay, this, we can't even go this, we can't go this route. Like they might've had problems, especially until he learns the playbook more because he, you know, he was a little over a week in and people wanted him to start. They would have problems completing passes. I mean, Jake Fromm was a fourth stringer two weeks ago. Fourth string. So they're not, uh, there's not these high hopes for Jake Fromm within the organization that this guy is any sort of solution. So I know people are like, well, it can't get worse. Well, no, it can get worse. What was the guy's name uh, who played? I think he played for the Bills. Peterman? Nathan Peterman? I think he was a quarterback from, from Pittsburgh. I think that's his name. And he threw interception after interception after interception. Like, trust me, if we think about it and we think of those situations, we'll just throw the quarterback in. He can't be worse than the other guy. Well, guys are usually thrown into those spots. They're like, you know, bottom of the roster, third, fourth guys that get thrust into like 99 out of 100 of them fail. And it's an utter disaster. So don't expect much of that. The thing I'm hearing with with the candidates, uh, about the, the candidates for potential GM uh, being outside the building. I think that's a positive sign. You know, because they clearly have to change their ways, this organization. Uh, Alignment, as I mentioned before, I think this includes the scouting staff. Like the Giants may need to basically just scrap that. It will take some time, but, you know, make sure everybody is looking for certain things and then they're taught a certain way so that they can fulfill the vision of the 
general manager, and the head coach who have sort of a shared vision of what they're looking for in certain players. To me, that needs to happen. I don't think that's necessarily the case from top to bottom right now. And then uh, the other little thing I'm hearing, Isaiah Wilson, man, I saw him at some of these practices. People, I'm telling you, I don't think he could last through a game right now. If he had to play a game, like there's no way in my mind, I think, seeing where he's at, heard he's over 400 still. Like I can't see him playing 60 snaps. I can't even, I don't even know if he could last 30 snaps and a half. So any hope that, okay, Isaiah Wilson could be part of the solution here, at least right now. I mean, don't even go there. Seriously, don't even go there. But let's get to the bigger topics. Talk to Chris Canty. On to the next one. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, let's bring in Chris Canty, former New York Giant. You know him well. He's now big time. He's working national ESPN radio. Has a show with uh, Mike Golick Jr., which I'm enjoying greatly. And I heard, Chris, first of all, welcome. Thank you for having me, Jordan. Always great to talk to you, my brother. Yeah, always, always a pleasure of mine. And uh, I had to get you on because I heard you yesterday going off on the Giants organization and where they are and Joe Judge in particular. Uh, So let's start there and we'll go. First of all, I mean, it seems like you're almost tell me if I'm right or wrong here. You're embarrassed by where this organization is as someone who used to play for it. I am, Jordan. I mean, if you go back to 2017 and look at the overall record, the Giants are 22 and 55 which is second worst in the NFL over that span, only behind the New York Jets. So that's not exactly where you expect the Giants to be, a proud franchise, one of the flagship franchises in the National Football League. And so there's plenty of blame to go around with the people that are in the organization. But in order to be able to spin this thing forward, I think you need a fresh fresh start with fresh sets of eyes. And I'm not quite sure that uh, saddling your new general manager with an incumbent head coach that hasn't proven anything is ideal in terms of being able to create that fresh start. So you want to blow it up completely? Well, yeah, I think we're moving toward Dave Gettleman being pushed out of the door. Yeah, that's going to happen. Say, that's gonna and happen. I would just and I would just say that in order to make your job as attractive as as it possibly can be, you would want to give your new general manager the autonomy to pick the head coach. Um, and so I, I actually got word from somebody that's been floated as a potential candidate for the job this morning. And that individual has no interest in working with Joe Judge. And so I think that's a part of the fear that former players have, or probably a segment of the fan base has in terms of hanging on to Joe Judge. It's just that you might not be able to get the most qualified candidate to get the best person for the job. Um, and I don't think that the Giants owe Joe Judge anything based on what we've seen, what his record has been in his two years here as the head coach. Ooh, so you think that's a non-starter? Like this is this. Let's think about it. Think about it. Let me let me just lay it out this way for a second. Okay, so there's 32 of these jobs, right? 
and mm-hmm. this is a New York market. It's a big team. You think that would be a complete non-starter if someone said, well, we would like to keep Joe Judge. If, it, if you don't like what you see after one year, you can move on and go in your own direction. Jordan, I will say this. I'll answer that question this way. When it comes to the general manager spot, you usually don't see those guys get a second crack at it. So they're going to be very selective in the opportunities that they take. And there'll certainly be somebody that will take the job with those conditions. Right. I'm just saying that it wouldn't be ideal to the most qualified candidates, people that know that they're going to have an opportunity within the next several years to be a general manager. Why would you sign up for this job with the situation being what it is, a head coach that's 10 and 19 throughout almost his first two years on the job, and then a quarterback that has some injury concerns when you look at his track record, and then beyond that hasn't proven that he could actually do the job. So there, there are a lot of question marks that come along with this job. Certainly not without hope because you do have two high draft picks in 2022, but I don't know that you want to create the strings if your ownership of saddling your next general manager with a head coach in Joe Judge that's had a lot of tough talk, but not a lot of results on the field. Where did you stand? Just curious. Where did you stand on Judge after last year, after last season? I was encouraged by some of the things that he saw. And, I mean, some of the things that I saw and some of the things that he did, like handling Golden Tate the way that he did, the Mark Colombo situation. I thought those were all positives in terms of being able to show strong leadership. And I was looking on that, looking for the Giants and Joe Judge in particular to build on that coming into this year. And the results just haven't been there. This team hasn't been as competitive as we saw them in the second half of last year when they went five and three in the final eight. So I thought that that would be something that would springboard them into 2021. But I see a lot of regression when it comes to the overall effort level on this team and the overall compete level. And then Mm. when it comes to player and when it comes to player development, you're seeing guys also regress. So um, whereas I was high on Joe Judge last year, not so much this year because it doesn't feel like guys are taking that next step. And I know that earlier in the week, he pointed to, you know, young players, first, second, third year guys that are turning the corner. I, I just haven't seen that, Jordan. I'm watching the tape of all of these games and not just looking at the TV copy, but looking at the all 22s. I'm not seeing the development that he's talking about. You got a couple of guys that stand out with some flash plays here and there, but there's a lack of overall consistency. And in order to have success in this league, sustained success, you got to be consistent. And that's something that hasn't been a characteristic of this Giants team. And Jordan, I would throw this question back at you when it comes to trying to evaluate the job of Joe Judge. At the end of the second year of a coach's tenure, you usually have an idea of what the identity of a team coached by him is going to be. Yeah. I can't tell you what the identity of the New York football Giants is. There's not one thing that I think they do at an elite level. I mean, if you asked me a couple of weeks ago, I would say Patrick Graham's defense takes the ball away at a high rate. But beyond that, there really isn't anything that you can hang your hat on and say that this is a staple of this team. And so that, to me, calls into question whether or not you got the right head coach. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair point. I mean, you look at it, they, they're basically trying to win games 16-10, right? Basically, that, that's, that's, like, that's like what their game plan and is, is trying to produce at this point. And you wonder... Let me, know how, let me know how that works out in the modern day NFL. Yeah, I was about to say, is you wonder, is that because they know what they have on their roster right now? And with their offensive line and the offensive weapons of what they've been this year, they know they can't score points. Or is that really what Joe, Joe Judge and his staff is trying to do? 
because uh, they just haven't well, been I will, able to I will yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go. I will say I will say it this way, Jordan. I, I mean, there are a lot of teams around the National Football League that have offensive line problems. I mean, you got a team in your division in the Washington football team. They've got offensive line problems, and they got a quarterback in Taylor Heineke that started the season as a backup. And this is a team that's in wild card contention. And this is a team that started off the season. What were they? Two and six. Yeah. And so I, I just I, I don't know how many excuses we can make for Joe Judge, whether it be injuries, whether it be um, Dave Gettleman not providing him with the requisite talent that it takes to compete. Like at some point, we have to stop making excuses for the head coach. Like you have to look at the body of work, and it's just not good enough. Um, and right now, Joe Judge is a coach that loses twice as much as he wins. I, yeah. I don't understand that's why right. you that's would. Irrefutable. It's irrefutable. And Bill Parcells always said this. You are what your record says you are. So at some point, we have to accept the reality that this is who Joe Judge has shown himself to be as a head coach. And, you know, I don't know that this is good enough. And I'm not one that says we need to stay with a coach for the sake of continuity or just to make sure that we don't, you know, create the perception that we're a dysfunctional franchise because this would be our third consecutive coach that we've hired and fired after two years. I'm not a believer in that. Uh, I already look at the Giants as a dysfunctional organization just based on the record that this team has had since 2017. So we got to get past that part of it and get to the business of trying to get this thing back on the right track, program building the right way. And I'm not quite sure that Joe Judge is the right man for the job. Yeah, and that's that's problematic because I I mean, everything you hear is that they kind of want to roll it back they 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 still like him they they like the way he commands that locker room and handles the, the players and stuff and so yeah that'll put them in a tough spot that and and maybe we'll be back here again next year with a a new general manager who then wants his own coach which is what the bad teams do right i mean and we've seen the jets that do it is, over that and over. Is the, yeah that is the definition of dysfunction and like you said that's exactly what the jets did and that's exactly why the giants are in jets territory when it comes in wins and losses over the last five years so at some point you have to do something different and i get this attachment to want to make sure that you include people that understand giants dna but giants dna over the course of the last decade hasn't resulted in any playoff wins the last time this team won a playoff game i was on the team so it's a long, long time ago, and they've got to change. Not that you're they've old or anything. That. Not that you're not old that or anything. I'm, not that I'm old, but you're <laughs> talking about 2011. That's a long time by NFL standards. So it is. I mean, you know, you, you know, it's just it's it's something that that has to be addressed in a meaningful way. And I'm not quite sure that allowing Joe Judge to hang on, even though he's played some part in in the failures this organization has had in recent memory, is the right way to go about your business. If ownership decides to keep it the Giants way and basically hire in-house or, you know, one of their guys for the GM for the GM job or the head coaching job or whatever, then they're even more lost than we thought. I mean, I have to think at this point, even they realize it's and I think they kind of did with Joe Judge. Right. I mean, that he wasn't he was a little outside what you expected them to do in the head coaching search that they won't go in that direction you think you do really think that they would still be stuck in the old giants way type of uh you know higher i don't know that they would i think they would get somebody outside of the organization but again you have to ask yourself how much control is that individual going to have if they don't make the coaching hire as well like if they know they've got to deal with joe judge 
because he has the ear of ownership. I, I don't know. I don't know how much is going to actually change in the short term, short term. So that that would be the only question that I have. Um, but they've got to find a way to be able to get back on track. And I get it. You've got to have talent to do that. And they'll have plenty of draft capital. They got the two first round picks that are most likely going to be in the top 10. They've got two thirds. I want to say they've got two fourths as well. Like they've got a ton of draft mm-hmm. capital to be able to infuse this roster with young talent. Um, and they're going to need it based on their salary cap situation. But I mean, at some point you have to be able to see the coach formulate an identity for this team, for this franchise and beyond just standing up in front of the podium and saying a lot of strong words. I'm not quite sure that Joe judge has shown us anything tangible in that way. Is there anything that he in your that he can show you over these final what are we four weeks or are we past that point? I mean, listen, winning cures a whole lot of things. So if he can show that he can account for more wins, then that's one thing. But I mean, to hear these are late season oh, wins. So what do they what do they really mean now? No. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right, Jordan. But I mean, at least it's being competitive consistently. Like, and for them not to fold up the tent, for the team to continue to go out there and fight, knowing that they're likely not going to be in playoff contention, I think that does speak to their respect level for their head coach. But to hear ownership come out and say that he's found his his Bill Parcells or his Bill Belichick. I mean, you look at Bill Parcells; he was awful in his first year, but after that, the losing stopped. Like they were nine and seven in Parcells' second year as a head coach, so I, I I don't I don't see that when it comes to Joe Judge. That's not that's not what I see from the team. So again, I don't understand what ownership sees, and I don't understand why they would be resistant to change if they know that they're making a change at the very top of their organization with their general manager. And typically, how the Giants have functioned is that it's a top-down organization. It's always ownership, general manager, and head coach. And now I feel like you're creating this potential dynamic for the head coach and the GM to be on the same level. And tell me when that's ever worked out in the National Football League. Yeah, well, unless your uh, head coach is Bill Belichick, obviously. But that we were not, we're not even, we're same, not even going near there. Yeah, but they, but but, that, but that's the same person, though. You see what I'm saying, George? Yeah, it's the same person. Like it's it's like it's either. I'm the saying coach. they have a GM by by title, you know, and it just it doesn't happen to be him. But he's running the personnel. Well, yeah. well, well, Jordan, what I'm saying is there's a clear there's a clear hierarchy within the organization. That right. that's the thing that I'm saying. There's a clear hierarchy within the organization, and I think that's important because there has to be some kind of chain of command. And when your your general manager is is the one that you know it, it, he he doesn't necessarily pick the head coach, then it kind of puts the head coach and the GM on the same plane. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's it's got to be the the head coach and then the GM or the GM and then the head coach, but it can't be both of them on the same level reporting the ownership. That was the triangle that the Jets had uh, past years with Adam Gase and Todd Bowles um, and and in uh, that regime and Isaac and, and Joe Douglas, and that hadn't worked out. So I just if the Jets are doing it one way, you want to steer clear of everything that that's, <laughs> everything that is. If that's how the Jets do business, you want to be on the opposite end of the spectrum. And I feel like the Giants are flirting with the idea of trying to do that with their head coach, general manager dynamic. And I don't think that's what they should do because this franchise is literally in a state of emergency in terms of trying to get this thing back on track. Well, if you want to dissuade John Mara, that's what you need to tell him because they do not like the Jets very much around here. So you told them, hey, this is how the Jets do it. They'd want to do the exact opposite. So anyone who wants Joe Judge, them to move on from Joe Judge, that that's the point that, needs to be whispered into John Mara's ear. 
Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's turn for a second to the quarterback position because that's you know right up there with coach almost of of importance of when is this organization actually going to compete again? Are you done with the idea of Daniel Jones as the franchise potential franchise quarterback for this team? Uh, I think Daniel Jones will have an opportunity to compete for the starting job in 2022. I'm not done with okay. it, but I'm certainly not in a position where I want to exercise that $21 million fifth year option. No, 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 no. That the Giants have to make a decision on this coming spring. So I think he's in the bake. He'll be in the Baker boat, right? You know, yeah. you got to prove it that you were worth that big contract. If you want it, you got to play well this year. Well, yeah, but the, next year the, that's what the, Cleveland, the Cleveland Brown, the Cleveland Browns exercise Baker Mayfield's options. So they, right, but I mean, they put him in this year. They weren't going to sign him to the long term deal. They said, okay, prove it. We'll give you. Yeah, the, you exactly, know, exactly. And I think, and I think, but I think you also have to bring in competition for Daniel Jones at this point as well. Right. Like I wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't be opposed to the Giants dabbling in the quarterback market, um, the veteran quarterback market, to try to find somebody to to push Daniel Jones or somebody that they think could be a viable option to beat, to beat out Daniel Jones in training camp for the starting job. The Mitchell um, Trubisky, Teddy Bridgewaters of the world, that kind of range. Yeah, court, just, just think about quarterbacks that, that, that could potentially be expendable this off season, you know, depending on what happened in San Francisco with Jimmy Garoppolo, who knows? Um, I, I just think that that's, that's what you have to do. You have a responsibility to the other 52 guys on that team. Uh, and, and so I think that's the direction that the Giants go. You bring in veteran competition for Daniel Jones and you see what happens. I'm not one that thinks that the Giants should reach for a quarterback with one of those top 10 picks that they have this year, just because you should have learned your lesson from 2019 in reaching for a quarterback in the top 10 with Daniel Jones. It was a situation where you either took a quarterback in 2018 or you took a quarterback in 2020. 2019, unless you had the first overall pick, was not the draft to take a quarterback in the first round. Um, so, so I think the Giants have to learn that lesson from recent history, uh, and they run it back with Daniel Jones, and then they see what veterans could be available, and then you plan on addressing your quarterback position in a more meaningful way if you don't have the solution present itself in 2023. Before we go here, I just got to get your opinion uh, on the defensive side of this team. Because you look at them and they were pretty good last year. They kind of regressed this year. Maybe the reality was they probably maxed out last year of what the, what they had. That was always a concern, mm-hmm. kind of coming into this year. But in your opinion, what what has gone wrong on that side of the ball? Well, I mean, I, I think that the Giants' defense was a little bit of smoke and mirrors last year, and Patrick Graham uh, with that personnel, it was something that most NFL teams hadn't seen on tape. And so now that you had a, a year's worth of film to be able to break down what they do well and some of the deficiencies, offenses are finding ways to exploit it. The Giants defense still doesn't have a consistent edge rush presence when it matters. And I think you saw that in the game against the Chargers where oh, yeah. they were largely uncompetitive in that game and Justin Herbert had a field day. They still lack uh, you know, depth at the cornerback position. So I think they can use an influx of young talent on that front. Um, and so when you don't have those premium positions in the NFL, it's going to be hard to consistently play defense. You got to be able to have pressure players, Jordan. And although the Giants are really strong up the middle when it comes to their their defensive tackles, um, Blake Martinez, when he's healthy, the interior on the linebacker front and then the safeties, they've got to find pressure players on the edge of the defense. And they just don't have that right now. Aziz Ojalari is a nice start. 
Um, but they need to have somebody a little more dynamic than him um, at the pass rush edge position. And then they've got to find some help at cornerback. So if I was the Giants GM just putting that hat on, that would be my priority this offseason going into the draft. Like you can find players on both fronts um, early in this draft. There's a lot of talent at those position groups. So that's something that uh, the Giants need to take a long, hard look at. They got to take a long, hard look at a lot of things. That's for sure. It's going to be a yeah. long off season. The off season has basically started, and we're uh, still have four games left in the season, which is which is kind of which is kind of sad. But uh, what's it what's it like? You you miss you miss Dave and Rick. You getting get getting by without them? Do you, do you still do you still feel the need to just text them just to uh, <laughs> make sure they didn't forget about you or anything? Well, listen, I'm at the studio every single day and, you know, the, the national show is keeping me really busy. The company is <laughs> keeping me really busy with hits that I'm doing on various shows. So um, it's been a good transition for me and uh, I'm excited to see where this thing can go, man. It's it's, uh, it's fun times with what I'm doing now and uh, it's a great opportunity. You're becoming big time on us. That's what's happening <laughs> right in front of our very eyes. Chris Canty, former Giants standout. On, on that last team to to win a playoff game, he fit that into the into the interview today. Uh, now killing it on the national broadcasting uh, scale. So, hey, continued success, Chris. We will do this again soon because uh, there's a lot of big decisions coming up. So it'll be it'll be interesting. I, I, Jordan, nice doesn't it, doesn't it feel, Jordan doesn't it feel like the off season for the Giants the last couple of years is more interesting than the regular season. <laughs> it's like, true. I hate the fact that, that that's Giants football, but that's where we're at. That's I'll tell you, at. it's kind of funny because, you know, as reporters and like, and, you know, writers and we get to the point in the season where it goes really bad and you can't really even write about the game anymore because like, nobody wants to hear about the game. Like nobody wants to hear about the X's and O's matchup against the Cowboys. Like, you know, like that. So, we reached that point like four weeks ago and it was like, oh my God, we're here again. And we're having this discussion. We had this discussion a couple of years ago, Chris, about turning it over the same discussion about should they bring Gettleman back? And then they're disaligned with the coach and the, and the GM. And we're having the same conversation over and over again. Yeah. I'm tired of it, Jordan. I'm tired of having that same conversation over and over again. You bring in a general manager, you let him be the czar. You let him take over everything within the organization, including who he wants as his head coach. I think that's the only way to do it right now based on the failings that we've seen from the Giants over the course of the last five or six years. Well, do, you, do we think ownership will do that, though? Because the reality is, my interpretation of it is always, the Giants, the GM is input on the head coach, but the ownership to me of the Giants was really always hiring the head coach. Well, Jordan, Jordan, I will put it to you this way. The last four games of the regular season are games... Um, or three of those games are against division opponents. And so yep. you'll get a chance to see how far the Giants are away from the Cowboys, the Eagles, who was supposed to be a team that was rebuilding and trying to figure out their quarterback situation, and the Washington football team. All of those franchises are markedly better right now and markedly more competitive consistently than the New York Giants. So if Joe Judge can't find a way to make his team at least seem competent and seem competitive <laughs> in those matchups, then I think Giants Giants ownership will have no choice. Like, like right. those teams are already ahead of you in terms of reestablishing their programs and their presence in this division. If they continue, if Giants ownership continues to see a disparity, a separation between where we're at and where they're at, I feel like they'll be forced to 
accept the reality that Joe Judge isn't their guy. Like yeah. they'll have no choice. And it's, it's hard to have confidence. It's, it's hard to have confidence in this ownership at this point. Jordan, Jordan, it really Jordan, is. It, it is. It is. It's hard to have confidence, Jordan. And I hate that I'm in this position as a former player and as somebody that roots for the team. It's almost as if I wanted to get bad enough where Giants ownership recognizes that they've got to take drastic measures in mm-hmm. order to get this thing fixed. Because right now, what they're planning on doing, or what it sounds like they're planning on doing, is the equivalent of putting a Band-Aid on a bullet wound. Oof. It's not going to work. Like, you, you got to move. If you're moving on from the general manager, make the job as attractive as you can to the most qualified candidate, move on from the head coach, too. I'm just Sad saying, state of affairs, it. man. Sad state of affairs. Appreciate it, Chris. We'll do it again soon. On to the next one. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Oh, baby, Chris Canty bringing the heat. Love it, Chris Canty. Fired up. That's years of boiled up, pent up frustration for the team, the organization, the franchise he used to play for, which has tumbled to almost unprecedented depths. And that's what you get right there. You get a former player slash media member now just fed up, totally fed up. Great stuff right there. You can catch Canty. Every day on ESPN Radio, 3 to 7 p.m. on any national affiliates. Um, now we're going to go into a little Jordan on the beat. Give you a little look, a little insight into a little mini beat writer horse competition. So we're all in Arizona, right? Or, yeah, in Arizona, in Tucson, on the University of Arizona's campus. And we're there for, you know, four days or whatever, however many days it was. And you're trying to, you know, Keep busy at the time. One night, we all went to uh, the Arizona University of Arizona basketball game. But beforehand, we decided, let's go play basketball. So we finally get in after Dan Duggan forgets to bring his license with him. Uh, finally does. We finally get in. We go shoot hoops, right? So it's myself, Pat Leonard from the Daily News, and Dan Duggan from The Athletic. And we're shooting around. And, you know, Dan... He can shoot it. Pat Leonard's missing everything, right? Little uh, Duke point guard game. You know, the kind of guy who slaps the floor, Wojo style. You can tell that's what he's got in him. 
you know, missing everything. You know, I'm, I do my usual. I'm up and down. Got this little, my friend used to call it a little tornado spin. So I got this, my rotation on the jumper. It's not perfect. It's just a little spin to the side at times. So they call it tornado spin. So not the greatest shooter in the world, but I can shoot it well enough to hold my own. Anyway, so we decide, all right, let's have a little mini beat rider horse competition. Okay. So the we start out, and I think, you know, Dan Duggan is probably the best of the three of us as a basketball player. He's going to roll us. But guess what? No, no, no. Got Danny Bag of Donuts. Play about five games. And Danny Donut over here get shut out okay i win a couple you know i'm like the trick shot guy i'm the dude who shoots it over the backboard i run around the court and say hey you got to shoot lefty from this foul shot lefty or you know lefty elbow jumper you know occasional you know three-point shots whatever and then pat leonard we got patty power dribble over here he like power dribbles into you know elbow jumper you know, uh, you know, normal three-pointer, corner jumpers, 18-footers, but always that little power dribble. Boom, boom. Pull up, and Patty's in everything. Patty power dribble puts a spanking on us. Probably won like three or three or four games. I won two, and Danny Donuts, you know, took home the, the, the big L with the, with the zero donuts. So if you're wondering... If any of us can play basketball, all of us are okay. You know, good enough where we can hold our own. None of us wanted to run with the young kids who offered, a, you know, the college kids who wanted to play. Actually, I would have. The other two didn't want to. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to blame it on them. Uh, we, but they offered us to run. But you see the quickness on, you know, on these, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-old kids. You know, I don't want to end up with uh, low-top sneakers on with, with a broken ankle or torn Achilles, uh, you know, stuck in Arizona. You know, 2,500 miles from home, laboring to get back. So instead, went the horse route. And Patty gave us a spank. Patty Power Dribble gave us a spanking. So congrats to him. Uh, I now have taken him in golf multiple times. He owns the basketball crown of the uh, Beat Rider Olympics, I guess. And Dan Duggan, uh, I don't know. I don't know what he's gonna do. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to find a sport for him. Uh, maybe something like bocce ball or uh, you know some kind of racket sport. Maybe he's good at. I don't know. But so that's it for this episode of Breaking Big Blue. As always, like, subscribe, tell your friends. We're gonna get keep keep these nuggets flowing. We're gonna keep compiling the nuggets of what we're hearing, and we're gonna dump them all over the podcast, all over Breaking Big Blue. So if you want to hear the little buzz that's going on around the league about the Giants, about their you know potential GM opening, about how they're gonna handle Joe Judge moving forward, make sure you tell your friends to listen, uh, like, subscribe yourself, and you know how to reach me: email, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I don't know if I'm missing anything else, but if I am. Find it. I'm Jordan Ronan. You're listening to Breaking Big Blue. See you next time.